but uh, I hope I can one day present you the Hammond Carnon, the final system or the final, what I, you know, everything that I have from Hammond Carnon, <laughs> and hopefully it will work, but yeah, maybe I will, you know, renew the parts inside, capacitor and stuff, maybe put a better, uh, better fan on it, so it could, you know, dissipate the heat better, um, maybe it would help on the longevity of the product, but yeah, I don't know, so we will see, I can mod it or I can leave it as is, we will see. To have this standard form factor because you can stack it on top of, of each other, you know, so you can make a CD player, tuner, amplifier and have a small audio system and uh, I guess if I get a cool sound, you know, loudspeakers, that it would be, I mean, I cannot play so loud here, but, I mean, it will not be the best, you know, because I do not have the space, I do not have the placement, I do not have, yeah, it's, it's a compromise, you know, but, yeah, I mean, if I could get a decent system, you know, I, I guess it would be fun to, to use it, and as I said, I tried to get it used, and will not depreciate much of the value, so, yeah, that's what I tried to do, and searching online, and informing me about the stuff, and, yeah, that's what I do, so, <laughs> so that's why, why I like it so much, it's like, you know, it's my kind of design, you know, I use the same style elements on my home page, I use, you know, it, it's exactly what I would, what I would like, you know, and, yeah, that, that you can get it cheap and that you can repair it maybe you know maybe but but so it's a good it's a cool hobby it's, I mean it will not be forever you know I will try those and then I will see what is the best what I want to keep what I will sell again maybe but or what I can repair or not repair but in the end it's a nice hobby now and yeah, so really like this this cool little player. I mean, it's a lot of air inside, so it's not you know it's not crammed full of technology, but it's good to have this form factor because you can. So I cannot really. I mean, you cannot search or buy something that you don't know, you know. So, and if I would, you know, get. One, I would try to get a set, you know, that is complete the same design as I do with the Harman Kardon now, you know, everything is Harman Kardon here, so. And the old ones don't look good, you know, the old Harman Kardon, not really good. It's We're like 90s design and, and plastic and I don't know, it's just fat, you know, I like slimline design, I like this finish, I, I like it, but the, the power LED on the rounded edge, it's like very, very cool. It's like exactly, you know, it's always... What I try to say is exactly as I would do it, you know, if I would do uh, a speaker or a, or a surround system or a DVD player, I would draw it exactly like that, it would be perfect for me, you know. It's more about, you know, learning how it works and 
see it, you know how how it how it was meant to be, and I like the the, the latest design of this is you know it's it's kind of a bit plastic, and you know the buttons don't feel so great. So if they would have put in more quality in the parts and in the finish of the product, it would be amazing. It would be design classic, you know, but like that it's not bad it looks cool but you know if you touch it and it's not it's not the best but yeah what is the best you know i mean sure you can get old one and it has better quality you get the metal knob and the metal front and whatever and it looks cool too but you know i kind of like the technical look of of those and I don't know, I mean, I, li I like the old ones too, but, you know, at first I don't know those. And then, um, yeah, we will see if I like it or not. But, yeah, I like that, you know, that it works. Um, it's kind of cool to, to repair something. Um, you know, if someone does not use it and you know you get it cheap or you can repair the laser as I said you know there are some for 10 bucks online you can get it for 10 bucks buy a laser for 10 bucks shipping okay 10 15 bucks whatever so you know you end with, with the CD player yeah it's old but you know it's still usable for like 30 bucks and it's brand new with a new laser everything so it's not it's not bad you know I mean I don't know if I used it you know, the, the CD or DVD or whatever, but again, I like the design, I like the stuff, I like, you know, I can sell it if I like, make a small profit, but, or at least one of, you know, the, the normal discs work, I don't know, it has two heads, yeah. usually it just uses one, but, yeah, I cleaned it as fast as I could, and I guess it will work, so, yeah, I, the box is so big, you know, it's like eight times the floppy drive, you know, you have the floppy drive, you could stuck eight floppy drives in the same amount of space, it's crazy, you know, you can put three floppy drives over it, and despite the drive is smaller than the 1541 of the Commodore, the package is bigger, I don't know what they did there, but, yeah, I was in shock, it was a huge package, like a washing machine, like an oven, like a, you know, like a tube TV, it was a huge box, and yeah, but yeah, pretty cool, um, so that was the new stuff that I have, other than that, nothing new, always the same, but yeah, I will try to make and my the content carbon. of the two. So yeah, I will try to get a small rack. It was uh, never opened. Amplifier CD DVD one was opened. It's a bit yellow, you know. They seem to use it and give it back to the box. And so it's not bad. It works. And then I got another one. So I got four in total, two new, one kind of used but in box, and one without the box and and without the packaging. And yeah, I mean. I, it was very dirty so I cleaned it, uh, the, the loose one, and it did not work so I had to really really scrap hard the, the, the read and write head. Uh, there was some stuck uh, stuff on it, of course I did not find my cleaning disc because it's a chaos and everything that I need is gone. It's crazy here, you know, but yeah, I just wrapped it down with a Q-tip and some 
isopropyl alcohol, uh, the blue ray, whatever. Yeah, just right. to have the different, you know, styles of the cases and different functions and whatever. I mean, you know, it has SE, SACD, and DVD audio and whatever. I, I don't know, but uh, I don't use CDs or whatever. But you know, I will also stuck a Bluetooth on it, so I can use Bluetooth. I mean, it makes no sense. I have the soundbar, I have the PC, you know, but. I, I guess it's it's cool, you know, try something new and it has a nice design, again, just a bit, bit fiddle around and try something new and yeah, I got three new Atari drives, it's amazing, I was a really, really like new, uh, two, uh, really new, never opened, the box is not the, the, you know, the best after 30 years. you know, test it out and, you know, repair it a bit, fiddle around with it and, uh, again, often you can get it pretty cheap if it's a little problem, you know, the laser or whatever, you buy it in China for 5 or 10 bucks and that's not a big deal or maybe you can try it, you know, to repair the power supply or whatever, it's just, they have many problems but also many of the same problems so you know where to look or you know people have similar problems and have repaired on the internet so that's pretty good but not all you know I cannot repair all because I'm not the, not the expert on this but you know you can try it and see but this is really really complex and it's really yeah it's really crazy to to work on this you know Maybe I can sell the old one if I, you know, if I prefer the old other one. So what I want to do is I want to get some loudspeakers and I want to get the Harman amplifier without the audio video crap. So just an amplifier, uh, HK980, and maybe just to complete the set, you know, for collection and whatever. There is a CD player, CD. It's called HD980 and a tuner, a radio. TU 980, so I would have the complete set, and then I would also add one of the DVD or Blu-ray players because you can play back on MP3. So I could, you know, I could just stuck in a USB drive, and I could, um, yeah, just use it as MP3 player. I mean, it's an oversized MP3 player, you know, it makes no sense, but uh, I think the design is pretty cool, and I like to collect it, so I do it. So yeah, I'm not sure if I will continue this project. Uh, I, I will try now stick it together. I hope I can do it. And maybe something changed, I don't know, but I don't think so. So yeah, it's not the, not the best hope. Maybe I can do a reset also or something like that. But yeah, so far I did not find anything. And yeah, I will make some pictures so I can maybe order some parts. But... Yeah, that is very hard, and yeah, I mean, 30 bucks, whatever, at least I get one, it's worth about, I don't know, 50 to 80, so, even made some, some bucks here, I don't know if I will keep everything, because this is a PDP-10, and there is a PDT-30, uh, so it's a newer model, maybe I just keep the newer ones, but yeah, for the collection, I try, you know, whatever, maybe if the, the newer one is better, maybe I can.
I watched a lot of videos, you know, they say, you know, there are some fuses and the power supply, but I guess it works if, you know, if it powers up, and then there are some, you know, the out output resistors, output, um, yeah, whatever it's called, but, uh, yeah, there are some transistors for the, for the output, and, you know, I tried to measure them, I mean, I'm not an expert, but, you know, you can uh, just try, you know, is everyone the same, and so far I did not find anyone you know, broken or anything that I see that it would be, you know, like, you know there is something burned up or whatever, so, yeah, it's a bit sad, maybe it's a capacitor, you know, you don't have to all the time if there is a bad capacitor in it, but, yeah, so far it's very hard to disassemble it, so, very hard to, you know, just try something because it's, it's uh, horror to, to open it. And the other one is audio video video then uh, it's just five parts. So you have many you know it's an amplifier but it also has some ports for audio and upscaling to HDMI whatever so you could stick in a Commodore and you know use it on HDMI monitor for example. And yeah, this is so complex, there were like ten boards or whatever in it and cables running across and connectors, thousands on the back, and yeah, it turns on, but then it says protect, you know, you can even turn the volume, you can see the radio comes up and stuff like that, but it says protect and shuts off again, so there is something in the circuit that is not okay, and yeah, I, I'm not sure what, to be honest, it's a bit complex, and so far on all the stuff that I tried, did not find anything. Euros. Um, yeah, I will get a new one and hope then it will work. Then kind of it was strange because the CD-ROM tray thought it was open, but it was closed. And when I pressed open, it said closing, and it never closed. So I don't know what happened there. But yeah, kind of whatever. I, it does work now again, but. When you, when you give a CD in and you know it, it kind of stacks and I don't know it, it's a bit stupid because obviously it cannot read the CD so I took the CD out because it did not open and then it tries to read the CD and yeah it, it was Hi, uh, do you have any of those Atari video games? Um, let me see. Uh, Atari video game? Is it the Nintendo? Uh, what do you have? Oh, you're talking about, um, with the multiple games in it? Yeah. But you have the Nintendo? Yeah, we have the Nintendo. No, but it's the... It's the... 
I need to start over. I got all jacked up and okay, here we go. The discs for the Nintendo? Yeah. Okay, how much is that? That is... And does it plug in the TV? Oh, no, 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 no. It's the disc um, that you put in the Nintendo DS. Yeah. i never seen oh. a Nintendo DS. But I think this is the disc that you put in there. And then you play it on the TV, I think. I'm not sure. Um, isn't this like the dish you put inside the um, Nintendo DS? Yeah, those are them. Yeah. Right? What's the deal? Yeah, Hi, uh, do you have any um, of those uh, video games, the Atari video games? Uh, say that again for me. Do you have any of those vi Atari video games? Atari video games. What is that? Oh, you Are you looking for the all-in-one box? Yeah, all-in-one, yeah. Okay, we haven't gotten that just yet. It normally comes a little bit closer to Christmas. Okay, do you know when? Uh, no. We don't get to order it. They just kind of ship it to us. Okay, and then do those go on the website, or can I only find them in the store? Um, you know, this is the first year for the website, so I'm not absolutely sure. Okay, is there any way you could hold one if you get it? Um, for me? we could. Um, we only get our trucks on uh, Fridays, so if you called on a Friday evening after 5... We would know if we had one or not, and you can ask them to hold it, and they're able to hold it for uh, 24 hours. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Hi, do you have any of the Atari video games? Do you have the Atari video game console? The Atari flashback? A video game console? Yeah. Do you have any video games? Yeah, I don't have any video games. We just carry movies. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
Boom machine. Boom machine. Boom machine. How's it going, man behind the machine? This is your old pal, Jack. Hanging out, listening to your podcast. In between breaks here while shooting my newest sci-fi film. It's under wraps, so let's just pretend I didn't say anything. (laughs) I kill myself. A neural network named Norman is disturbingly different from other types of artificial intelligence (AI). Advertisement: Housed at MIT Media Lab, 
a research laboratory that investigates AI and machine learning, Norman's computer brain was allegedly warped by exposure to the darkest corners of Reddit during its early training, leaving the AI with chronic hallucinatory disorder, according to a description published April 1st, yes, April Fool's Day, on the project's website. MIT Media Lab representatives described the presence of something fundamentally evil in Norman's architecture that makes his retraining impossible, adding that not even exposure to holograms of cute kittens was enough to reverse whatever damage its computer brain suffered in the bowels of Reddit. 5 Intriguing Uses for Artificial Intelligence, That Aren't Killer Robots This outlandish story is clearly a prank, but Norman itself is real. The AI has learned to respond with violent, gruesome scenarios when presented with ink blots, its responses suggest its mind experiences a psychological disorder. Recommended videos for you. Play sound. In dubbing Norman a psychopath AI, its creators are playing fast and loose with the clinical definition of the psychiatric condition, which describes a combination of traits that can include lack of empathy or guilt alongside criminal or impulsive behavior, according to Scientific American. Norman demonstrates its abnormality when presented with ink blot images, a type of psychoanalytic tool known as the Rorschach test. Psychologists can get clues about people's underlying mental health based on the descriptions of what they see when looking at these ink blots. When MIT Media Lab representatives tested other neural networks with Rorschach ink blots, the descriptions were banal and benign, such as an airplane flying through the air with smoke coming from it and a black and white photo of a small bird, according to the website. However, Norman's responses to the same ink blots took a darker turn, with the psychopathic AI describing the patterns as man is shot dumped from car and man gets pulled into dough machine. Image Credit, MIT Media Lab According to the prank, the AI is currently located in an isolated server room in a basement, with safeguards in place to protect humans' other computers and the Internet from contamination or harm through contact with Norman. Also present in the room are weapons such as blow torches, saws and hammers, for physically disassembling Norman, to be used if all digital and electronic fail-safes malfunction, MIT Media Lab representatives said. Advertisement Further April Fool's notes suggest that Norman poses a unique danger, and that 4 out of 10 experimenters who interacted with the neural network suffered permanent psychological damage. There is to date no evidence that interacting with AI can be harmful to humans in any way. Advertisement Neural networks are computer interfaces that process information similarly to the way a human brain does. Thanks to neural networks, AI can learn to perform independent actions, such as captioning photos, by analyzing data that demonstrates how this task is typically performed. The more data it receives, the more information it will have to inform its own choices and the more likely its actions will be to follow a predictable pattern. For example, a neural network known as the Nightmare Machine, built by the same group at MIT, was trained to recognize images that were scary, by analyzing visual elements that frightened people. It then took that information and put it to use through digital photo manipulation, transforming banal images into frightening, nightmarish ones. 
another neural network was trained in a similar manner to generate horror stories. Named Shelley, after Frankenstein author Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley, the AI consumed over 140,000 horror stories and learned to generate original terrifying tales of its own. And then there's Norman, which looks at a colorful inkblot that a standard AI described as a close-up of a wedding cake on a table and sees a man killed by speeding driver. But there may be hope for Norman. Visitors to the website are offered the opportunity to help the AI by participating in a survey that collects their responses to 10 inkblots. Their interpretations could help the wayward neural network fix itself. MIT Media Lab representatives suggested on the website. The idea of artificial intelligence, AI, autonomous computers that can learn independently, makes some people extremely uneasy, regardless of what the computers in question might be doing. Advertisement those individuals probably wouldn't find it reassuring to hear that a group of researchers is deliberately training computers to get better at scaring people with less. The project, appropriately enough, is named Nightmare Machine. Digital innovators in the US and Australia partnered to create an algorithm that would enable a computer to understand what makes certain images frightening, and then use that data to transform many photo, no matter how harmless looking into the stuff of nightmares. Five intriguing uses for artificial intelligence, that aren't killer robots. Images created by Nightmare Machine are unsettling, to say the least. Iconic buildings from around the world appear eroded and distorted within shadowy settings or amid charred and smoldering landscapes, glimpsed through what appears to be murky, polluted water or toxic gas clouds. Recommended videos for you. Play sound. Nightmare Machine's faces are equally disturbing. Some of the subjects are almost abstract, but subtle, creepy suggestions of hollow eyes, bloody shadows and decaying flesh still cause unease. Even the lovable Muppet Kermit the Frog emerges from the process as a zombie-like creature that would terrify toddlers, and adults, too. Advertisement the primary reason for building Nightmare Machine was to explore the common fear inspired by intelligent computers, its trio of designers told Live Science. They wanted to playfully confront the anxiety inspired by AI, and simultaneously test if a computer is capable of understanding and visualizing what makes people afraid. We know that AI terrifies us in the abstract sense, co-creator Pina Uryanmardag. A postdoctoral researcher at MIT Media Lab in Massachusetts, wrote in an email. But can AI scare us in the immediate, visceral sense? The designers used a form of artificial intelligence called deep learning, a system of data structures and programs mimicking the neural connections in a human brain, to teach a computer what makes for a frightening visual, according to co-creator Manuel Sebrian a principal research scientist at Xyrodata 61 in Australia. Deep learning algorithms perform remarkably well in several tasks considered difficult or impossible, Sebrian said. Even though there is a lot of room for improvement, some of the faces already look remarkably creepy. Once deep learning algorithms understood the visual elements that were commonly perceived as spooky, they applied those styles to images of buildings and human faces, with chilling results. Advertisement 
Neuswanstein Castle in Germany is somewhat the worse for wear after Nightmare Machine and Number 39's algorithms are done with it. Neuswanstein Castle in Germany is somewhat the worse for wear after Nightmare Machine's algorithms are done with it. Image credit, Nightmare Machine. Elon Musk said that with the development of AI, we are summoning the demon, co-creator Ryadrawan, an associate professor at MIT Media Lab told Live Science. We wanted to playfully explore whether and how AI can indeed become a demon, that can learn how to scare us, both by extracting features from scary images and subsequent refinement using crowd feedback, Merwan said. He added that the timing of their spooky experiment, close to Halloween, was no accident. Advertisement Halloween has always been a time where people celebrate what scares them, he said. So it seems like a perfect time for this particular hack. Our research group's main goal is to understand the barriers between human and machine cooperation, Rewat said. Psychological perceptions of what makes humans stick and what makes machines stick are important barriers for such cooperation to emerge. This project tries to shed some light on that front, of course, in a goofy, hackerish Halloween manner. And if you're brave enough, Nightmare Machine could use your help to learn how to become even scarier. The project's creators used deep learning algorithms to generate frightening images of dozens of faces, tweaking the results to make them look even more disturbing. Nightmare Machine visitors can vote on these so-called haunted faces, to help the algorithm learn scryness, according to instructions on the website. Advertisement Teaching a computer to be more terrifying what could possibly go wrong? Could lose secure the knowledge that their security did not rest upon the threat of instant U.S. retaliation to deter a Soviet attack, that we could intercept and destroy strategic ballistic missiles before they reached our own soil or that of our allies. I know this is a formidable technical task, one that may not be accomplished before the end of this century. I call upon the scientific community in our country, those who gave us nuclear weapons, to turn their great talents now to the cause of mankind and world peace, to give us the means of rendering these nuclear weapons impotent and obsolete. He will play with and destroy Earth by only causing natural disasters. On Earth, New York Jets football star Flash Gordon boards a small plane, where he meets travel agent Dale Arden. Mid-flight. The cockpit is hit by a meteorite and the pilots are lost. Flash takes control and manages to crash land into a greenhouse owned by Dr. Hans Zarkov. Zarkov believes the disasters are being caused by an extraterrestrial source pushing the moon towards Earth 
and has secretly constructed a spacecraft that he plans to use to investigate. Zarkov's assistant refuses to go, so Zarkov lures Flash and Dale aboard. The rocket launches, taking them to Mongo, where they are captured by Ming's troops. The trio is brought before Ming, who orders Dale be prepared for his pleasure. Flash tries to resist, but is overpowered. Ming orders Zarkov be reprogrammed and Flash executed. Ming's beautiful daughter, Princess Aura, seduces Ming's surgeon into saving Flash, who she is in love with. As they escape, Flash sees Zarkov being brainwashed by Clytus, the metal-faced head of the secret police. Aura and Flash flee to Airborea, kingdom of Prince Baron. En route, Aura teaches Flash to use a telepathic communicator to contact Dale. He lets her know he is alive. Meanwhile Laura starts kissing him. Dale is locked in Ming's bedchamber but, encouraged by Flash, she escapes. Clytus sends Zarkov to intercept Dale, who tells him and Clytus that Flash is alive. Zarkov then reveals he resisted the brainwashing, and escapes Mingo City with Dale. They are quickly captured by Prince Vulcan's Hawkman and taken to Sky City. Aura and Flash arrive at Arborea. Aura asks the prince to keep Flash safe. The distrustful Baron, in love with Aura, agrees not to kill Flash, but then forces him to perform a deadly ritual. Baron and Flash take turns sticking their hands into a hollow stump with a giant scorpion-like wood beast inside. When Flash has to take an extra turn, he pretends to be stung as a distraction and escapes. Baron follows, but they are both captured by the Hawkman. Clytus informs Ming that Orton's alive and is given authority to find the responsible party. Aura returns and is taken prisoner and tortured by Clytus and General Kala. They force her to confess and Ming orders her banished to the ice moon Phrygia once his wedding to Dale has taken place. Meanwhile, Flash and Baron are taken to Sky City, where Flash and Dale are briefly reunited. Flash is forced to fight Baron in a death match, but Flash instead saves Baron's life, causing Baron to join him. Clytus arrives, and Flash and Baron kill him. Knowing this will bring retribution, Bolton orders the Hawkman to evacuate, leaving Baron, Flash, Dale and Zarkov behind. Ming's ship arrives and he orders Baron, Zarkov and Dale to be taken aboard. Ming is impressed with Flash and offers him lordship over Earth in exchange for loyalty. Flash refuses and Ming gives the order to destroy Vulton's kingdom along with Flash. Flash finds a rocket cycle and escapes before Sky City is destroyed. Flash contacts Vulton, who is hiding on Arborea, and they plot an attack on Mingo City. Flash pretends to attack Mingo City alone on his rocket cycle. General Kala dispatches the war rocket Ajax to kill Flash, but the Hawkman ambush and sees the rocket. Meanwhile, Princess Aura overpowers her guard and frees Baron and Zarka from the execution chamber. Flash and the Hawkman attack Mingo City and Ajax and Kala activates the defenses as Ming's and Dale's wedding begins. Mingo City's lightning field can only be penetrated by flying Ajax into it at a suicidal speed. Flash volunteers to stay at the helm to ensure success and enable the Hawkman to invade the city. Baron and Zarka enter the control room and confront Kala. Who refuses to cooperate. She attempts to kill Zarkov, but Baron shoots and kills her. Baron tells Zarkov to hold the fort while he heads to Sector Alpha 9 to deactivate the lightning field. Zarkov tries, 
but is unable to deactivate the shield from Kala's control room. Baron fights through Ming's guards and gets to Sector Alpha 9 and deactivates the lightning field before Ajax hits it. Flash flies the rocket ship into the city's wedding hall and the ship's bow impales Ming. He drags himself off the rocket nose, seriously wounded, and Flash offers to spare his life if he will stop the attack on Earth. Ming refuses and attempts to use his power ring on Flash, but his power falters and nothing happens. He then aims the ring at himself and is seemingly vaporized by its remaining power, seconds before the counter to the destruction of the Earth reaches zero. A huge victory celebration ensues. Baron and Oral become the new leaders in Ming's place. Baron names Bolton the leader of their armies. Flash, Dale and Zarkov discuss returning to Earth. Zarkov says he doesn't know how they will get back, but they will try. Baron tells them all they're welcome to stay, but Dale says she's a New York City girl, and it's now too quiet around Mongo. The final frame shows Ming's ring being picked up by the hand of an unseen person. Ming's evil laugh echoes as the ending credits roll. Following the credits, the text BN is shown on the screen before a question mark, is appended which makes it a cliffhanger ending.